you're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast. Today, we're sharing the biggest lessons from building an eight-figure company. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James here, and I want to have dinner with you in Sedona, Arizona. Starting today, my team and I are doing an amazing, exciting giveaway where one lucky winner is going to get a three-night stay at one of my amazing Airbnbs here in Sedona, Arizona, including Dinner on Me, where we get to chat about everything, business, life, and whatever you need support with to reach your goals. So yes, you have an opportunity to win a free stay at one of my Airbnbs here in beautiful, magical Sedona, Arizona. Plus, I'll take you out to dinner. Here's how to enter. When you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash giveaway, we have all the details and instructions on all the different ways in which you can enter. The more entries you submit, the more chances you have to win. But giveaway closes this Friday, March 19th. So hurry and act now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash giveaway in order to win a chance to hang out with me, yours truly, in the magical Sedona, Arizona. Plus, we also have a bunch of other cool prizes, including giveaways for my Mind Your Money training program and a bunch of my favorite magical abundance and manifesting books. So head on over to mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash giveaway right now. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business podcast, where I love to share anything and everything about what goes on in our minds <laughs> in order to help you create a more successful life and business. And this is it. You're here. 
you're here. And if you're listening to this episode, that must mean that you just finished listening to our five episode series down to business. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Such amazing feedback. And I'm so happy that people are taking this topic seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, (laughs) Jilly and I did a five part series on looking under the hood of your business and all the really important, unsexy, they're unsexy to do, but the results are sexy. Yeah, they are. Uh, topics that are never talked about that are required, especially as you grow. And we wanted to put on the end of that an episode about us chatting, having a conversation with you, reflecting on the biggest lessons and what it really takes to run an eight-figure company. We got really close the year before, you know, and all these stupid... I mean, it is stupid. It's like you go, you're like, oh, 9.2 or whatever. And Oh, I didn't hit it. You know what I mean? Like, like, please, please, please don't put too much meaning and significance into these stupid numbers. However, at the other end of that is understanding that growth does happen in phases mm-hmm. and stages. And each one of these stages of growth, like where you're at in the company, will require something different. And so that's what this is really about is like, whoa, you have to run a company so differently at 10 million than you do at 100,000. Absolutely. Even at 1 million, it's a lot different. So we're going to share all of that with you and more in just a moment. So stay tuned for that. But first, some updates. Yeah. So I think our biggest update is we're getting close to launch season. It's launch season. (laughs) Deck the halls for launch season. I literally, as we said that yesterday in our team meeting, I was like, maybe I should get launch decorations. I think, you know, like little rocket ships. It's like it's like when people start putting up Christmas decorations in October. Yeah, that's us. (laughs) Road. But, you know, we got to start decking the halls. That's right. This June 17th, mark your calendars, businessbydesign.net. Find us on Instagram, get on the wait list because our biggest, best, and baddest assist BBD launch is coming your way. Yeah. And even if you join us in past launches, you're definitely not going to want to miss out on this one. Yeah. We're really pumped for this because we're doing something a little different. Yeah. A little, we love to shake things up. Mm-hmm. So get ready. You're going to see some, some very different things coming your way. And we're really pumped for this. We are. So get ready. When is it? June 17th. June 17th, 2021, our basically one and only signature program, Business by Design, to help you step into the role that your business needs, the digital CEO. You know, people keep saying that like running your own business is what gives you freedom. Really? How's that working out for you? How's your freedom level doing right now? How's your business hamster wheel? Right. Like, like, you know, you have your gas tank in your car. It's like, how's your gas level? It's like, how's your freedom tank? Are you running on empty on freedom juice? No, business does not give most people freedom. Most people feel like a prisoner trapped by their business. And what we show people is it really comes down to the way in which that business is structured. It's the structure and what you put in place that allows for and gives the opportunity for that freedom. Most people become a prisoner of their own business. And that's tragic. I was, you know, this is coming from our own experience. And yeah, we're going to help you do that. So stay tuned for that June 17th. What else we got? What else other updates we can Let's have? Let's see. I think since our last episode, our last, you know, series of recording, we were just wrapping up onboarding our new mastermind members. And since that episode was recorded, we had our first mastermind of the year and it was incredible. And a lot of the stuff that we're going to be sharing in this episode were big themes that Mm -hmm. came up during those three days. Best group yet. It just keeps getting better and better. And what does that mean by best? 
you know, you can measure it in a lot of ways. You know, people come in at a higher level in their business, more experience, more value to give to the rest of the group and just like bigger visions. And I think that the coolest thing for me that stands out the most out of this group from previous years is every single person in that room came with a team. In the past, we've had a lot of members that are still kind of like the solo entrepreneur, and then we kind of get them to see the bigger picture and onboard a team and everything. So it's just really nice to already have that like leg up. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, people come in where they come in, but we love to dive into those things. And, yeah. and you're going to see what how some of that plays out today mm-hmm. at that level, you know, and under, I understand, though, there might be people watching this that just started their business yesterday. And it's like, doesn't mean there isn't something for you to learn here, because right. the way this works is like, these are like the same themes and they just get echoed and amplified at each stage. You're going to see how that will relate to you no matter what level you're at. Yeah. And if you start adopting these things, as you're first starting out, then you're really being that $10 million CEO instead mm-hmm. of the 100,000 one. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Also, oh my gosh, we're looking. I'm so glad that we have the curtains up today. I know, it's nice for a change. We are Normally we, we're in darkness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're recording with this like beautiful blue skies and the red rocks here in Sedona behind us. Springtime in Sedona. Working on one of the Airbnbs. So if you've been following the stories, I hope you guys, a lot of people love the updates because it's kind of like the HG, what is it? HGTV. HGTV. JWTV. JWHGTV. <laughs> we just built a secret room door shelf thing that opens up into a movie theater. Inspired by our last video series. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we mm-hmm. stayed at a fancy hotel in Palm Springs and they had one. I was like, I want one of these. <laughs> you know, I, I love that. I love that. You know, what What I've like come to realize long ago, and I hope you guys think this way too, a lot of what we help people with is like, I'm pretty weird. I was like made fun of my whole life because I'd go into Target with friends and I would be like, look at, look at this marketing scheme that they're pulling on here. And they'd all laugh at me. They're like, oh yeah, James, you're always looking at the marketing schemes. And I'm like, well, you know, they're, I'm, I was always able to see like how people think about things and the marketing and da, 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 da. And one of the things I love about business is when you're really creative and think differently about things, you get to like pull in the things that you want in your life and leverage it in a business. You know, it's like, wow, I really wanted a movie theater room. I really, I love building things. And like to make that part of the Airbnb business is so, uh, such a, such an amazing part because it's not separate. It's like they're intertwined. So it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, write-offs and (laughs) hey, you know, you're getting paid for this and it's a business and it's enjoyable and it's fun. And think about all the cool ads we can film in there too, before you make this Uh, Airbnb. See what I'm talking, that's what I'm talking (laughs) about. Like, wow, that's so creative and clever. And it's like, yeah, and I get to use it and enjoy it as well. And you look at what we've done with like our video series in the past and all the things like, yeah, we get like an electric powered skateboard that we use in our marketing. And it's like, yeah, write-offs. And I love making videos and we get to buy all this nice video equipment and drones and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, write-offs. And it's like, you guys got to start thinking about that, you know? And I think- Bringing more fun into your business. And that's one way to do it. Absolutely. That's our big word for the year is fun. Mm -hmm. I think we always have a lot of fun. It's like, we're just doubling down on fun. And I think you guys should as well. The last update we want to give you is we've released a new segment basically on the podcast and it is- just exploding. So thank you guys for the views, the downloads, the listens, and the feedback. Every Friday when I'm available, which is not every Friday, every Friday I'm available, I hop on live on Instagram to do a little segment called Coaching Over Coffee. I love Coaching Over Coffee because I get to talk to my audience live and have a one-on-one conversation with anyone that's looking for coaching in their business. And those were doing so like well, the feedback, the engagement, like a bunch of people coming on live, the energy is amazing. 
that I think it was Jilly mm -hmm. who decided, let's just put these on the podcast because there might be not the 100% the crossover. And all of a sudden, there's this segment of our podcast. We're like, whoa, where are these coming from? Like, this is amazing. And episode 444, 444 is a great episode that we did with Carrie, I believe yes. it was, mm -hmm. that people have just been like, raving about. Yeah. And that's a few episodes back now. So give those a check out because, you know, the smartest thing is like, instead of just me talking and Jilly talking and us going blah, 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 to have a different type of episode, which I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I think we should do more of them like this too, is to have real conversations with business owners like you that gets great content and coaching created from that. Mm -hmm. So, so many of our listeners are getting such high value from those conversations and they're worth listening to. Definitely. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to episode 444, there's a, a really powerful distinction that you're not gonna wanna miss mm. that I'm not gonna share what it is here. Just gonna listen to it and, and let us know what you yeah. think on, on the grams. Yeah, so there we go. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Let's do it. Lessons learned from building a $10 million a year company. Yes, you know, you get all your numbers back and you're like, hey, we passed over 10 million. I think I wanna start by, we, we have a lot to share that's gonna be really beneficial to you guys, but I think I wanna start by reminding you that life isn't better over here than where it is where you are. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important piece. You take your shit with you wherever you go. And if you think all of a sudden, if I just had more money, if I just had a bigger business, if I just, 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 you're living your life backwards, okay? You're living your life conditionally. Okay. And that's a broken strategy for living. If I have this, then I can do the things and finally be enough successful worthy. And the only difference in the more $10 million business is like, yes, bigger impact, but we're always having an impact at every level. And like, it's easier to like buy an investment property, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. and that's, that's about it. But it doesn't make you happier. And that's a very scary, dangerous strategy for living if you believe that lie. So this isn't about needing to get here for anybody. This isn't about you should be here. It's not about it's better here. It's different. It's just different. But there's a lot that no matter where you're at, you can take with you to go somewhere else because what we continue to impress upon our mastermind members, and I'm here to impress it upon you, is that it's not about the destination, it's the journey. Oh, I've heard that about a gajillion times, but it is. Listen, it's not about the goal. The goal is not the goal. The goal is discovering who you get to become in pursuit of that goal. It's awakening every day to your potential. And I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say this. If that does not excite you, then stop listening to my show. And I don't say that in a mean way. I'm just saying, don't waste your time because that's what this is about. This is not about more money so you can drive Lambos. This is about awakening every day to discovering what is possible for you, who you truly are, your potential, your capacity, and finding out where your limits are so then you can break through those limits. And if waking up to that every day and discovering more of what you're capable of does not excite you, then you are, love you so much, you're in the wrong room. Right. That's what this is about. And every next milestone or goal is an opportunity to reinvent yourself. And that's what this is about. And that's really where I want to start and kick us off here is that you've heard the concept, the idea you've heard us talking about success comes from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So 
Your business is a reflection of you. And as you grow from the inside out, like what changes within will change without. You know, Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, right? And so it does start with you. And I always like to remind people that if you went to the public education system like I did, you didn't learn entrepreneurship. In fact, you did by saying, I'll just do the opposite of everything I've learned. Sorry, but school and public education itself sets you up to do, well, I'm just going to say it like this, sets you up to fail as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's nothing wrong about it. I love school and I love learning. Okay. So I'm like totally love learning. But if you're applying, it's like if you say I play two sports, basketball and football, and you can love them both. But if you only learn basketball and use the rules and the strategies of basketball to play football, it will set you up for failure at football. So people, when I, when I talk about all my stuff about school and everything, they get really offended and triggered and all that upset and all that type of stuff. And it's like, it's not saying anything bad. It's just saying it doesn't work. Right. When everything is about waiting for permission, waiting your turn, when everything is about not applying knowledge, but just memorizing Mm -hmm. facts in your head and being told what to do and raising your hand and saying, pass, fail, pass, fail. Next, now you get to the next grade. That's not how entrepreneurship works. That's not the entrepreneurial mind has not been cultivated. So you have to start thinking differently. So when you change the way you think, when you change who you are from the inside out, the results change. Okay. But now that's like microeconomics versus macroeconomics. So this is like micro transformation versus macro transformation. Where am I going with this? Is that lessons from a $10 million a year company is now you apply that inside out approach in an organization. Exactly. Pause for effect. (laughs) Okay. As you've noticed where you are now, where you used to be, you can acknowledge if you're present to it, that some inner transformation, some inner work had to happen for you because everything is energy manifestation. Okay. And the byproduct of what our internal world is. So when that changes on the inside, boom, changed on the outside. But now you have a team at this level and some of you just have one VA. That's your team. Yeah. Two VAs. That's still your team. You have a, a personal assistant team. And then some of you have grown even more beyond that. And so when you're sitting here saying, James, what are the biggest lessons you've learned of what it took to get you to a $10 million a year company is that I had to apply that same inside out approach to my own growth. And now I apply it as a team. Inside out transformation of the team mm-hmm. to create the organization that would be capable to run a $10 million a year company. Did that make sense? Absolutely. And the thing that kept coming up for me as you were talking is like every time you you make a shift, whether it's your organization or, you know, within yourself, I feel like just the ripple effect gets that much bigger. As you change, like we said, you see other things change and your ripple effect across, you know, your community, your team, your family, your friends, you'll start to see that change and ripple effect in a positive way as well. Oh, absolutely. So Let's just stay with this one for a moment. If James is sitting here saying, we had to take a macro approach to transformation, which is the team had to, and the organization had to transform from the inside out. What does that begin to look like? Well, a lot of things, (laughs) a lot of things, right? We're continuing to whittle down who is a part of the team and who isn't. So someone who's not on board for that, they're not willing to be the A player. They're not willing to operate an Olympic level. They're not here anymore. Right. You know, and that bar is raised. It's not about more people. It's about, you've heard me talk about like one A player can take the 
place of three to four B or C players. Mm-hmm. That is true. And it's it's okay if your organization outgrows members of your team. And some people, they can outgrow you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen here, but mm-hmm. and you don't want that to happen with you, but it could, and that's okay. It's just people change, right? But so we have A players and we have an environment that fosters and cultivates their own personal growth transformation. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot to teach and coach our team. And even, you know, programs and stuff like that, like even them learning how to manifest, even for our upcoming team retreat, there's going to be a lot of the team is getting a personal coach that's going to help them with things like communication, leaning into their intuition and how to develop their own leadership skills. All the things. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I think it just connected a dot for some someone listening out there. Yes. So the same person like like most entrepreneurs draw this connection at one point. They're like, whoa. Like if I grow personally, then my business grows. Yes. And then you're just like, whoa. So wait, you mean if I apply the same stuff I did to grow to the rest of the team, the whole company grows? Yes. Great businesses are built by great teams. Yep. And I think I've said it in an episode a long time ago that said like you're only as strong as your weakest manifester. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Right. So, you know, we can also say you're, how do I want to say this? Like your best performer is only going to be as good as your worst day mm-hmm. on the job. Right. And that's the thing I say, listen, you, all these stories that people say, like, there's no good people left. <laughs> all the good people have started their own businesses. Not true. Nope. The sad, hard pill to swallow here, get your pills out. This, this is a big one to swallow is that a players, the people you deserve. Okay. You deserve the best. I have to remind so many clients is you deserve the best. Why? Because your students and clients deserve the best. But A players, the people that you really want to work for you, A players don't work for B leaders. Right. And just law of attraction itself, you won't attract the people if you're not being the A player in your own business. Bingo, bango, bongo. Mm -hmm. And they interview you before you ever got a chance to interview them. So you're like, there's no one around. It's like, no, an A player is an A player because they know that they need to be pushed and challenged and work for the best. So they go, hold a second, who is this person? Let me check them out a little bit. Let me follow them on, oh, no, next. Even though I was going through my quarter life crisis, I still did that with you. Exactly. I think it was subconscious, but I definitely was like, this is the guy I believe in. Yes. Yeah. And whereas a B player is just like, no one's hired. I just need someone. I'm desperate anything. And they don't care about their needs. They're mm-hmm. just desperate for anything. And then you bring them on, you start training them and they go, whoa, this is not what I wanted at all. So they're unhappy and they're a B player and they're not doing what they're here to do anyways. And now their performance is out of a C player. Right. See how this stuff all starts to work together. So we took an inside out approach, not just to my own life, my own inner world, but the inner world of the organization and how we could clean that up and make that even better. Things like more effective communication, things like integrity, which I've talked about a thousand times and so many people still don't get, just making the business simpler, making it easier for us, clarifying our vision. These are all such important things. Why are we doing what we do? What is it we do? we're doing? Where are we going? Where does everyone's role fit into that vision? Absolutely. What role do I play in the manifestation of that vision, mm-hmm. right? And then that takes us to this motto that Jill and I came up with about a year ago. I think it was two years ago. So good. When was it? Two years ago? Yeah, I think so. Do less. But do it better. Do less, do it better. And that's not how most people approach business. They're like, do as much as you can, do it as fast as you can, and who cares, just do it. Do, done is perfect and done is enough. And and that's true. There is truth to the like, you know, 70% done, absolutely. But do less, do it better. 
And so this is about bringing in discipline. So this is our next thing we kind of want to talk about, which is all under this. What happens is it's not about more marketing. It's not about more products. It's not about this. It's like we took an inside out approach to transforming the organization and the individuals of this organization. Great businesses are built by great teams, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do we foster and cultivate and encourage and attract great people within the team? And uh, you'd be amazed. We had seven people basically. Mm Mm-hmm just to chew on this for a moment. So when people hear some skeptical people and you're, it's great to be skeptical. They go, whoa, whoa, wait a second. What's your profit margin? We have a very, very healthy profit margin. And our core team at $10 million was seven people. Right. So we did that with seven people. And yes, we have a team of virtual assistants. And that's Mm -hmm. one of our secrets is, you know, our team in-house is managers and they have a team of VAs. And then we just added two new people onto the team. So we're running with nine people. But one of our really philosophies has been do less, do it better. This is about discipline. So the more your business grows, there is a phase of innovation, creativity, throw shit against the wall, see what works, what doesn't, try this, try this. But as it grows, this is about discipline, mm-hmm. okay? And discipline means consistency. Discipline means do it again, make it better. Don't go off and create new things. Don't go off in different directions. Do it again do it better. Look at what worked. Do more of that. Watch this. Pause. How many of you just look at your own business, have something that worked in the past and you're not doing it anymore? Mm. How many of you listening have done something like, yeah, we used to do webinars and it just crushed, or I used to do this thing on Instagram and it was amazing and you just don't do it anymore. Why? I'll tell you why, because you're still driven by that fun part of entrepreneurship of what's new, what's exciting, what's innovative, what's creative, what's going to light me up. Your business is not here to entertain you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people treat their business that way. And they're like, you know, I'm just not lit up anymore and just not fun and da, 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 da. I'm sick of doing webinars, so I want to do a challenge and change up my whole launch. I'm sick of this product anymore. And it's like, that's great. Listen, and and like, I mean, this is a very controversial point or point where people are going to disagree and have very polarized opinions on it. But here's the thing. This is the happy medium that bridges these two camps of people. Okay. If you're struggling financially, if the sales aren't where you want them, and that's your situation, the profit isn't where you want it, the sales isn't where you want it, and you're that same person saying, but I'm not lit up anymore. I'm not excited anymore. I'm going to do this thing that excites me and da, 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 da. Then clearly something isn't working. Right. right. So you can say, but how I feel and every day absolutely is important. Absolutely. No one, no one is arguing that. But if you're running around with this untrained intuition and this frivolity of whatever I feel like doing is my business because I want freedom, then you probably don't have a very successful business. And I'm sorry, guys, you know me by now. I'm not going to sugar feed you and, and coddle you with advice wrapped in bubble tape. Like it is what it is. If you're doing it and it ain't working for you, then it ain't working for you. So here's the compromise. Yes, you need to pay very close attention to how you feel. Okay. We talk about that all the time. But if we're making a wrong, you know, we're jumping to the wrong conclusion, making the wrong assumption about things, you got to be very, very careful. A lot of times what it means when you're like, wow, this thing no longer lights me up. What it means, and this is my hack, this is how we're able to do the same thing over and over again without James getting bored and going, oh, it feels heavy now, I'm not inspired anymore, is 
we do the same things. It just doesn't, it means it doesn't have to be done by me, right. moi, yours truly. It says, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. So now the new game is how do I automate, let go, get someone else to do this, delegate, outsource, et cetera, so someone else can do this. Right. So the point is that we're trying to make is your business needs momentum, right? That's what you're looking for. But momentum comes from that discipline of consistency. And if every day you're just doing only what you feel like, and we got a really big problem here because there's no consistency in that. There's just this random whim of what I feel like today. And, you know, any personal trainer will tell you some days you don't feel like working out and you find a way to do it anyways. Right. But the thing with working out is you can't outsource your push-ups, but you can outsource certain pieces of your business. And the way I've always trained myself is when this thing feels heavy, as they say, or like not lit up or excited about it anymore. I go, great. The business, the company still needs it. So who do we get to do it? How do we get someone else to do this? And that's the thing is people have collapsed because you're a personal brand. People have collapsed their business with themselves. So you think you are your business. No, your business is a separate entity. It's an organization. And you get to say, hey, I no longer want to do this piece, but my business still requires it for success. So who's going to do it? Exactly. And that's so... So important. So, you know, do less, do it better is about how do we continue to stay disciplined and consistent and just improve the quality of what we do versus just like, that's what people think it means is like, okay, getting 10 million means I now have 30 products and I'm doing all these different things. And it's like, no, that just makes you busier, way busier and lower quality stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have less stuff on the calendar. Absolutely. I mean, again, way, way less, less. <laughs> way less, right? Which means more no's. Mm -hmm. I've said this for so long, but sideline entrepreneurs, you know, the ones that are like, think they're an entrepreneur, but they're not in the game. They're just on the sidelines. That's fine. I was a sideline entrepreneur for a long time, but let's call it what it is. They think opportunities are rare, right? Like, oh, an opportunity. And I can't let this slip by. Any seasoned entrepreneur that's been playing the game for any amount of time will laugh and tell you opportunity is everywhere. Right. So it's everywhere. The abundance of opportunity is everywhere. Oh my goodness. In the last year, when everyone has been freaking out all over the world, especially about what's going to happen in my business. And yes, a lot of businesses suffered. And you know, that's a really like soft spot near, near and dear to my heart to see like what's happened to small businesses mm. and stuff. But at the same time, the amount of opportunity that's been created, even in a time of uncertainty and a time of, you know, real problems and fear on the planet, look at all the opportunity to get created. If you can't see it, you know, you're not tuned to the, to the frequency of it. Look yeah. around, you'll see it. That's so true. And if you train your subconscious mind to say there's no opportunities, your subconscious mind is not going to give you any opportunities. Exactly. But we do an exercise here in Team Wenmore and share it with some of our clients as well. It's like, if you just allow yourself to come up with ideas and set a timer and literally don't stop and don't let yourself stop, you will see those opportunities. Oh, yeah. And there'll be tons of an abundance of opportunities coming your way. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're like, there aren't any, then that's just what you're tuned to and you mm -hmm. get what you focus on. Yep. So you got to change what you focus on. You know, you are where your attention is. So what are some of the things that we've done that's like done less that's really helped? Less launching. Less launching. Mm -hmm. We had we had this whole, we made this whole amazing argument that was so great to the masterminders the year before, showing them, demonstrating to them how launching less has actually made us more money. Absolutely. Because it's less output of energy more revenue, and then that creates more white space to do something else. Yeah, and just make things better. 
Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if you, well, like, like, okay, I've got a really simple mind hack for you that I've been using since I was in high school and I didn't know. It's called the uh, extremes test. So anytime, I mean, this is so simple, but if you're not doing this, it's a game changer. So anytime you hear an argument or a perspective on something, use the extreme test, which means take it to an, I learned this from my, when I was 17, like my junior year physics professor or not professor, teacher in high school, you take it to an extreme. So we just made an argument and Jilly just said it, that if you're launching less, you have higher quality launches because you get to make them better. Mm -hmm. So you use the extreme test. The extreme test is if you were doing 75 launches in a year, could the quality be top notch A plus with 75 launches? No. no. So in the extremes test, you see that the more you're doing, the lower the quality becomes, which means lower quality, less results, less sales, less conversions. Mm -hmm. So can you see how as you do less, even if you took it from 75 to 35 launches, less of an extreme, the quality begins to go up. So as you continue to go lower, you realize that, wow, do less, do it better, isn't just a fun philosophy, it's like a causality. Yeah. When you do less, it causes you to do it better. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you do it better? What happens when you have better quality messaging? More momentum. Better quality landing pages, better quality offers, more people come through and more people say yes, which means performance increases. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Yep. Right? No, I want to do all the things. Look at me. Look how busy I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's not impressive. <laughs> it's just not. Like anybody can be busy. Congratulations. You can watch a YouTube video, a motivational YouTube video and drink more coffee than people. Yeah. That's I want to see busy living life. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, we... Less launches, less creating. That's a big one. Absolutely. 80-20. Let's do Pareto principle. Let's put it on steroids, right? 10-90. Mm -hmm. Most people are spending, as you're listening right now, look at your own business. If you had to put it portionally, how much time are you spending creating versus selling? And most people are spending 80% of their time creating content, creating right. the product, creating, 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 and 20% if that, yeah. selling it, asking for the sale, RSVPing people to your stuff. And then you wonder why your sales aren't where they are. You don't get paid just by creating content. Right. And I think that's a big distinction because content creator is now like a common term. You're not a content creator, you're a marketer. Yeah, you're, I mean, someone's got to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to have a sales and marketing department within the company. Someone's got to be making those sales. So you want to make more money this year. I think everyone here listening does because you also know, even if you're like, I'm not really driven by money, it's like, okay, well, your business needs it. Mm -hmm. You can't pay the bills with your likes and people's opinions and your popularity. Your team needs it. And it's actually an indicator of how much impact you're having. All of our testimonials, like 99.9999% of our testimonials are coming from paid customers. Mm -hmm. That means they had to pay to play, right? So if you want to make more money this year, you do. You're going to have to put your offer out to more people. Make that offer more frequently to more people and you will make more money. Guaranteed. Yep. It's like this. It's like, let's say you sell vacuum cleaners door to door and you knock on each door. And you go, would you like to buy a vacuum cleaner? And you go door to door to door, right? And then you find out, wow, about 50% of the doors I knock on, I get a yes. 50, no, fantastic. So if you do 10 doors a day, 
you're going to get to sell five vacuums. So what happens when you go to 20 doors? You get 10 and you go to 30 doors, right? Mm -hmm. 15. So the more doors you start knocking, the more vacuums you sell. I know this is simple math. I know you have this figured out. But when you are putting that offer in front of more people. Now, again, this is where people go, wait a second. I just said you said less launches. Mm. I did. So I'm so impressed that you're really listening. It's about the cumulative number of people that see your offer. That's the beauty is the vacuum sales cleaner still has to go and knock on those 15 doors. What you have is an opportunity is you can have all 15 people there at once. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference of having 15 people in a room that you make an offer to versus five. Right. Right. Versus 1,500 versus 15,000. And when your stuff gets better, it has an exponential effect because more people come in. Yeah. And when you have more time to build momentum, you naturally will bring in more people as well. Yep. So these are really simple things. And I love keeping things simple. It's like do less, make it better is really like a causality relationship here. When you do less, things is what I mean. Do less stuff, less projects, less products, less offers, less launches, less this, less that. And the things that you choose to give 100% of your attention to, do them at the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. It's not like a lazy thing. That's what people don't get. It's not a lazy thing. No, it's a give your 100% of your heart and your soul and all you've got to that one thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do with Business by Design. It's simple, but it takes discipline. But I'm bored today. I don't care if you're bored. Pick up a freaking hobby. That's why right. I got a camper van. That's why I build stuff. I do other stuff. And, you know, we go hiking or mountain biking and Go on a vacation, like go somewhere, do something, come to Sedona, right? <laughs> we got a place for you. Well, now it's pretty booked up, but <laughs> this is so important. And you don't wait until, well, you know, I'll wait until I get to 10 million like James before I do this. It's like, no, this is what got us here. Right. When you have something that's working, start to create the consistency and discipline of it. We show a graph at BBD Live back at our last live event 2019 with 600 people in the room. And I show a graph and we graph the sales of business by design. And people came up for weeks and months after saying that that one slide had such an impact on them. Yeah, you know, it's powerful when everyone's phones come up to take a take screen, the picture, take a picture. And yeah. you're just this kind of like, <laughs> oh, in the audience. Because they saw visually what momentum and consistency looks like. I right. said, for the past four years, I've done nothing but focus on this. And look what happened when I did that. Mm -hmm. And you see two years of meh, and then all of a sudden, pff, hockey stick, all of a sudden, pff, quantum growth, you know, rocket ship to the moon because of that. Mm -hmm. And people give up. Well, my first launch didn't make me all this money. And, you know, if, I don't, if I'm not an overnight success and it isn't easy and it doesn't come instant, then what's the point in doing it? A lot of our clients' first launches do better than our first launch at BBD. <laughs> that's really true. And that's quite, quite embarrassing. <laughs> but it's also a reflection that our stuff works and that, you know, they're learning yeah. from us and they're great students and they're amazing people. But yeah, I mean, that's so funny. Like back in, just to give like context, like back in 20, end of 2012, I did like a $33,000, $35,000 launch selling a $500 product. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I thought I had made it. Like that was the top. And this is like what people like, just don't get. It's so funny. Like I was like, I walked away from it. I was so grateful. 
and so kind of like, I want to say a little cocky. I was just like, that's it. Like, nailed it. Nailed it. What's <laughs> up now? You know, Richard Branson, here I come. <laughs> but I was happy and I was like at the top of the world, you know, for me, 30 something thousand dollar launch. Now, no Facebook ads. That was cool. So it was like pretty much like all profit. And I had a million dollar business. No, I, I didn't yet. That was when I was at 280. Excuse mm-hmm. me. That was the year before. It's funny. You'll see people now that do that and they're not grateful for no, that. No. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's a lot of money. And that can set you up for something even so much bigger. And sure enough, that next year, so that was, I can tell you when that was, it was October of 2012. And by the spring of 2013, or I think I'm a year off. I think this is, it's either 2012, 2013. It doesn't matter. It's about around that time. I might be a year off with these, but it was within several, just several months later, that next spring, we did a $256,000 launch. I mean, can you imagine? Like that's quantum leap, right? Mm -hmm. And is by doing less, but doing it better and just keep staying at it, discipline. Mm -hmm. And that's our philosophy. So we're creating more white space when we do that. We're putting more of your creative genius and innovation and ideas on what you have to make it better. And this does require discipline. This does require you being okay with your business isn't here to be your hobby. It's not here to entertain you. Yes, do what you love. And that's, I mean, you know, that's our secret weapon too, is like, I'm doing what I'm here to do. I love what I do. I do what I love. We all love what we do. We attract the people that love what they do and we do it to the best that we can. And that's, that's part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Anything else with this? I think you nailed it. And I think, like you said, it's all about discipline and it's going to take practice and the practice never ends. No, it doesn't. Here's another thing too, is one of the things that we say inside Business by Design a lot, which is very important for you, is you want results, right? You want a result that you don't have. One of the reasons you don't have the result that you have is that you've never done it before. So that's why you want it. And the reason you don't, you've never had it before is because you've never done the things that you need to do in order to accomplish it. And some of the times that the reason we haven't done the things we haven't done is because there's a lack of skills, a lack of knowledge, a, a wrong beliefs or perspectives that are getting in the way, preventing us from doing those things. That's why you point it all back. It all comes back to you. How you see your business determines what's possible for you. How you see your business and how you see yourself in the context of business will determine what is possible for you. So one of the things we say over and over in business by design is that it's your role that determines your results. Mm. See, your business exists right now. So you have a business, even if you're like, well, I don't know what it is, a business, oh, it's a business, just call it, a, call it what it is. Stop playing at amateur level, okay? The amateur is saying, well, it's kind of a hobby and it's this thing. That is you playing safe so that if it fails that you just say, see, I wasn't really taking it seriously in the first place. I was just doing it for fun. I was just doing it for fun. So it's, you know, get over that and like create something big in your life. And who cares that you failed? Who cares? If you're worried about failing because the people around you are going to laugh at you, you're hanging around the wrong people. And that's what needs to change. Not your goals who you surround yourself with because that's environment and you are a product of your environment. Mm -hmm. This has been proven. So you hang around me and my crew. We don't care that you fail. We give you the the hardest high five that your hand's going to start hurting because when you fail, you're telling me two things that you're doing it. Yeah. You're in the game. Most people aren't in the game. Okay. Are you in the game? Are you in the game? Be honest with yourself. Are you in the game? Or are you on the bench? Are you sitting on the bench? Or you're up in the stands and you've got plenty of opinions. You've got yeah. a lot of people with all their opinions and judgments, and that's easy. Anybody can judge anybody else. Get your butt in the game, and it's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
And it tells me that if you failed, that within that failure, you got to get this, within that failure is what you need to succeed. What you need to succeed is within the failure. Are you willing to look at it? Are you willing to look for it? Will you find it? It's there. So I love failure. You hang around us and the only way you fail is by not doing anything, Mm -hmm. by giving up, by sitting in your comfort zone, by just complaining. It's too hard. It's already been done. My audience won't buy this. My market doesn't, they're too saturated. That's the failure. If you're saying that stuff, you've already failed. Mm -hmm. In your mind, you've created nothing, but this won't work. You can create things twice. You create it first in your mind and then out in the world. So you just created failure. Fantastic. Now go after something. Right. And realize that the failure is each step to your success. And if you're like, but I'm going to look bad, I'm going to look stupid, that's self-importance. I know I come with some tough love, but get over yourself. That's self-importance. Oh, it's important that I look good. Why? Well, you know, because my ego needs to look good and I need to be awesome looking all the time. Self-importance. Ego. Your ego is just trying to keep you stuck. And listen, if you keep letting the ego drive this, in 10 years, you still won't have any results because you were too concerned with looking good and you're not going to look good if you've been in business for 10 years and have nothing to show for it. No one looks good doing that, okay? (laughs) Mess your way up to success. And that was one of the big secrets that people don't get when they say, how did you go from a $30,000 launch to a $256,000 launch in less than six months? I said, I stopped trying to look good. Mm. We don't care about making mistakes. And that's a really weird thing that we don't make a lot of mistakes, but we don't care when we make them. Yeah, it's not about us. It's about who we can help. Exactly. And if if I'm sitting there in any fear, any resistance, any hesitation, any worry, because what will they say if it's not perfect, then we are denying the person that we get to help. So we got a lot of things that we can help people with, and you do too, but you're not helping anybody by saying, but I need to look good. I need to be perfect. You're not a news broadcaster. You know, I always thought that's weird with like news broadcasters. Like we'll report the most positive things and like the most depressing things. Same tone. With the same tone. It's like, how do you do that? It's like 72 car pile up today and... It's 72 degrees and sunny. And it's 72 degrees and sunny and the mama panda bear just delivered her baby. (laughs) It's just news monotone. That's great, right? But you're not a newscaster. You're human. (laughs) Maybe they're not humans. Anywho, let's keep going. So yeah, we talked about this a little bit. So we're just kind of riffing and and having a conversation with you guys today. Yeah, we got rid of the non-performers. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, and this was me for a while, long ago, so I could see it in others. We start to sit there and bring the, who am I to be doing this to our team? Like who would want to work for me? And I don't know if they want to work for me. And so you settle, you settle for mediocrity And why you deserve the best because your people deserve the best. And, you know, and your A players deserve the best too. Yeah. And it's, it's just like in terms of performance, you know, yeah, there are people that were not performing and didn't have the same level of commitment. They didn't have the same level of, well, let's just use the attraction GWC. Some people got the role. That's Mm -hmm. the G they're like, yeah, I understand it. And then you go, do they want it? It's like, like a little bit. You know, but it's like, look for people that are so hungry that when you ask the question, do they want this role? You feel like they're going to bite your hand off. <laughs> How dare you even ask me that question? I, right? <laughs> oh, okay, 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 right? And then are they capable of it? If you're getting a no on one of those, 
you've already got someone who's got to go. Yeah. Unless that can be like, you know, turned around, of course. But if someone doesn't really understand the role, they don't really want it, and they really don't have the capabilities for it, even the raw talent, that's a key distinction. There's such thing as raw talent, and I'm really good at that, and I realize not everyone is. I can see the raw potentiality of a person, but still that person has to be able to develop that potential and run with it. Here's a great example. Jasmine, who's been on our sales team, she's one of our head coaches Mm -hmm. in one of our programs, and she's amazing and runs her own business. When she started with us, she had zero sales training. Correct. But she wanted it. She got the role. Like she understood what it was about. And I said, do you want to learn this? Oh, yes. And I taught her how to do sales and she crushes it. Yep. I saw the raw potential there and she's, you know, obviously done amazing. So there's a difference like, well, they don't have any training. Don't look to the past only. Look to the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, someone that was unwilling to or just couldn't capability-wise or desire-wise operate at an Olympic level, they're not here anymore, Mm -mm. you know? And you see how, this is so important, these little phrases that you hear over and over again, like hire slow, fire fast, have more truth to them than you'll ever realize. That is one of the most powerfully truthful, you know, beliefs or or statements of fact that you can have. (laughs) It's like a principle. It really is. So if you think, well, they're just not that great, but whatever, and you're just trying to like pretend it doesn't exist, you have no idea how much it's affecting everything else in your organization. And I promise you, it's probably not going to get better. It's probably going to get a lot worse. Oh, it just gets worse. Yeah. It just gets worse. It just gets worse. And it does affect the rest of your team. It's affecting you. Like, let me ask you this question. How much time are you already wasting talking about them, thinking about them, (laughs) and solving their problems that they're Mm. creating for you? Yeah. That's unacceptable. And it's like... Something's got to be done about it. You got to do something about it. Yeah. Okay. So these are big things. And I think it's important to notice one great thing about having an exec team or another leader on your team is you just having another set of eyes on performance as mm-hmm. well. You know, we've seen people show up differently for me, for example, or other members of our exec team than they will for James. So I think just having that second pair of eyes at least in a leadership position will help you spot those things faster. Absolutely. And so like kind of the last thing when I said your role determines your results I started saying, if we want to keep growing, what type of role do I need to be in? And it's a very simple answer. And yes, it's what we call the digital CEO. Mm -hmm. And the digital CEO is, you know, (laughs) it's like, yes, this role exists no matter what your phase of business is. And that's what people don't get. It's like, I'm not there yet. It's like, no, 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 no. You, You opened the doors of your business yesterday. Your business has the role of CEO and it's really about how much time do you spend there? And at the beginning, you can't. So that's why things are harder is you can't spend a lot of time there. But the more time you spend in that role, the faster you grow and the more you'll grow. And so what happened is, as I said, I need to spend more time in that role. And what most entrepreneurs struggle with is letting go of those other roles, especially when you've been in them for a long time, you get attachment and whatever you give your attachment to is where your energy goes. You're bleeding and wasting your personal power and your energy. And so to let go of that, I realized, wow, my role today isn't to in the doing, but in the coaching, mentoring, and guiding my A players to be even more powerful and effective. So today I spend more time coaching, more time working with members of the team, leading them, coaching them, guiding them, teaching them, giving them resources, supporting them to be the best version of themselves. And that's what my role is today. Your role 
will determine the results that you receive. So what roles have you been filling in your business? And chances are most people here don't even have an org chart of your business. Yeah. So you don't even know that you've collapsed all these roles and you're staying in the low value and like high busyness roles mm -hmm. and avoiding the role that your business needs from you. The more you elevate your role, the more you elevate your business. Yeah. And I would say even my role is less about the doing these days too. And I know like a fellow integrator and another successful online business asked me, now that you're not the launch manager, like, what do you do every day? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a lot different. It's more about managing the exact team, helping them delegate and elevate their role, thinking of new ideas. So I spend a lot of time in the thinking versus the you doing have to, yeah. and really like dissecting what could be more efficient, what could be more automated and figuring out ways to get that done. Absolutely. Because all the growth in the company that you guys have seen from the outside happened from within growth from the inside, always looking to clean things up, simplify, structure, better people, improve and invest in the people that we have. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's it. And yes, that means we get better at marketing. That means we get better strategies and all that type of stuff. But a lot of things that we didn't really say, but I'll just add it here is we do not do distractions. There's a lot of people getting caught up with distractions and that, you know, might bring up another episode, but we don't just jump on opportunities and jump on things because it's like, oh, this is like this quick thing and this might work and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I want things that will work now that will work 10 years from now, because if it only is going to work for six months, then you're going to spend all this time, lose the in inertia or start with, you know, that inertia and lose momentum. And then that thing is fleeting because it was a trend. Right. And then you got to go back and do what you were it's doing. probably taken away from things that were already working. That yeah. Then now you don't have time to do anymore. So if your business is built on trends, if it's built on gimmicks, mm -hmm. if it's built on like weird hacky things that are not going to be sustainable, don't be surprised when you have to keep reinventing what you do and how you do it every six months. Right. And we just don't want to do that. And we don't teach that. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are doing that. So... Just, I mean, you can do that if you want, but that's what people are doing. They're looking for short-term. That's how you change all of it. How do you know the difference? It's like easy. Always operate from long-term. Right. Everything is a long-term decision. How will this affect me a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Can I still be doing this a year from now, two years, five years, 10 years from now? Or is this only for right now, right in this moment? Expand to a longer-term bigger picture. And I think the more your team grows, it's even more energy that it takes to move everything towards the new thing that you're doing. And it's like, ugh, like carrying a really heavy thing to over yeah. to the next thing. And when you want to go back to what was working, it's like dragging everyone slowly over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we shared a lot here. You know, I'm glad you guys listened to this and I hope you can see that something that we said here today applies no matter where you're at in your business. If you're that person that's like, no, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not at that level. That is a very dangerous trap to just say, this doesn't apply. How would you know if it doesn't apply to you, if you haven't tried it? These are things to try on at the level that you're at now because more structure in your business gives you more freedom. And it's the result that you want in your business will be determined by the roles that you are filling, the roles that are being filled, and the level in which those roles are producing results mm -hmm. determines the ultimate results that you want. These are important principles available to every business at every stage, even if you started yesterday and they still hold true here at $10 million a year company. And, you know, I hope this was of value to you no matter what you're, mm -hmm. what you're at.
Obviously, we teach all of this and more and at, for whatever business level you're at inside our training for Business by Design. Our launch starts June 17th. Be get, there or be square. Get on that wait list. <laughs> it's businessbydesign.net. So you'll be the first one notified because we're going to just freaking blow your minds with what yeah we watch have. us do less and do it better <laughs> <laughs> exactly so thank you guys so much for tuning in we have so many more amazing episodes coming your way helping you to grow from the inside out helping you to grow your business from the inside out helping you to help your clients grow from the inside out we'll see you here on the mind your business podcast peace Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.